production. Yes! Welcome back to Go Deep the Podcast, a member of Go Deep Productions, where we have an opinion like we have a clue. Thank you for coming back. And here's your host, John Nothing Doe. All right, here we are. We're in December. I don't normally like to talk about when we're doing these podcasts, but it snowed. And it wasn't heavy like our friends in the South and Buffalo. My condolences to you guys. Welcome back to the show, folks. Uh, it's been a couple weeks, two weeks, actually. So I want to apologize. We've been a little under the weather. I'm not going to say the C word. It's not the C word. Just a normal cold and, uh, I don't know, lung butter, if you will. On today's show, we have one of my favorite bro hosts. It's just going to be us two. It's going to be uh, a little bit of a brotherhood, a little bit of a back scratching. Well, his back scratches turn into, like, uh, hugs or, you know weird stuff but uh you guys can already guess where i'm going with this the one and only motorsports mofo how are you pal the man the myth the legend here i am and uh you john's the one and only i is this somebody else in the room it's gotta be someone else here (laughs) (laughs) happy to be here happy to uh be able to uh, put this out and thank you everyone for continuing to show their support to us we do appreciate you man checking out all the people that are hitting that download we really appreciate it because uh yeah Man, we're really uh, attracting some global traffic, which is cool. I think it's all me and Baby Factories. I really liked that that episode, actually. Baby Factories was a big one. Well, yeah. again, it comes back to, like, I mean, as conspiracy theorists as it sounds, you, you think about, like, it's just interesting how The Matrix sort of points it out in that movie. And it does sound pretty crazy and far-fetched, but, I mean, when you think about it, even just from, like, just generation of body heat, you put enough people in a room and how the, the temperature starts to naturally rise and essentially how you could... I don't know. It sounds crazy. I'm not necessarily a conspiracy theorist pertaining to that stuff there, but it's just interesting ideology and where things could go if they fell into the wrong hands as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. And everybody uh, also loves episode 199 uh, with Robert there where he's a U.S. Marshal. He was a U.S. Marshal. And uh, they basically fired him 60 days before he was supposed to retire. And that was such an incredible story with Robert. He was a fascinating guy. I really, uh, I really implore people to listen to that episode. It, uh, it kind of shows corruption in a different way, especially in a position of being in a marshal. Like you're basically a federal police officer, and going through the fact that you know human rights violations can happen at that top level, it's it's nuts. And he's still fighting the system. Such an incredible person. He was a fun one to have on there as well. But you know which one was kind of surprising me there, Mofo, that people really enjoyed was uh death how do you want to be disposed of i think again it's one of those it was a good topic no one wants to ever think about it no one wants to as i like to call it no one wants to see the party end or stage left early no one like or the hook that comes and pulls you away just no one wants to be like you don't want to think of it and i get that so we're not trying to come across as morbid but i think it's one of those topics that um it's just like there's that show remember a number of years ago about 100 things that you want to do before you die and I think like it's easy for some you, you off the you know shoot from the hip man tally of I, I want to be cremated. Nope. I definitely want to be buried fully intact, everything. Other people are like, nope, I want, you know, any organs that you can donate, donate. I'm cool with that. There's so many different ideologies and cultural beliefs and way that things should be. And I think it's a, it's easy for you just to shoot from the hip and say, I just want until you stand back and start to really think about it. 
and really, dare I say, explore spiritually and, and allow yourself to, to go deep, as we would say, but just to really think about. It's scary. The idea it really is scary. I think for me personally, it's easy for me to sit here and say, because I'm like 40, right? So it's easy for me to sit here and say, you know what? I want to be, uh, I want my, uh, as uh, Coco was saying, I want to be thrown out of a helicopter in my ashes or my dead body and let the... <laughs> Sprinkle me over the yeah, stadium. <laughs> let the freshwater fishes eat me, right? But uh, when you really come down to it, you're like, I don't really want that, you know? Like, my mom, she wants to be strapped to a chair with explosives and be experimental for science. So, like, yeah, <laughs> I okay. Did not, I did not see that one coming. Yeah, like, so, yeah, she's going to be, like, a... Very specific. A, 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 like, a potential terrorist bomb. You know what I mean? Someone's wow. going to be trying to defuse it, you know? I I, I did not see that one coming. No? I, 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 I could see... I've heard people being... Uh, donate to science and and to learn there, but to be specifically so much that strapped to a chair and blown apart. Well, like you're just an experiment for science, so you couldn't be donated to the Canadian Armed Forces and so on, uh, stuff of that nature. It is kind of weird. I won't I, lie. I'm not saying weird. It's just I just didn't see that one coming. I could see you being like, "Hey, stick a couple sticks of uh, dynamite on my ass and let's see what happens." Yeah. Uh, no thanks. I'm pretty sure they'd have to use a bundle. It's almost like explosive <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> a whole bundle for you, bud. No, you know what? It's one of those things I think it, it's very subjective. And I mean, again, if you haven't had a chance to, to listen to that episode, make sure you check it out. Like it, it, it really did. It, it stirred some good conversation, some thought on it. And I think it's safe to say too, also is that as you go along through life, I, I'm sure your your thoughts on the matter and, and your plan probably changes and you, you get married and a family. Then you're looking forward change. to death. No, <laughs> joking. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> You're like, we, should, we shouldn't be talking about G.I. Joe like that. Oh, wow. He's like looking at his watch every day. He's like, all right, so I only got like <laughs> 10 years, 5 days, 55 seconds. Literally 54. Um, He's in Germany right now. Fuck you, G.I. Joe. I love you. <laughs> Go snort some blue pills in the red district. I know that's Amsterdam, but fuck it. I just want to feel like saying it. Go have a, a Bratwurst. But no, I, I honestly think like once it's one of those things where as your life changes, I think in some people, I think the their plans for in the afterlife and how they want to go and or be remembered, celebration of life, a funeral, no funeral. Do you remember so. how you viewed it as a child? As a child, I think it was more so just based on that you would you'd be buried in a casket and that was it. I don't really remember as a child many people ever talking about cremation as compared to now you hear more people talk about cremation and spreading of the ashes and or no we're not doing a funeral but we're doing a celebration of life. Do you think some of those changes are more to do with our the diversity that happened in North America whereas you people would see it from a different perspective and they would want to do something different? Do you think that helped it or do you think it was just a difference of opinion with the more people, the more exposure. I think it's something that changes, you know, it, it, it naturally is going to change with generations, um, different cultures obviously coming into the country and putting forth their beliefs, their traditions. I think like it's, it's not just one thing that has ultimately brought it to where it is now. I mean, you get um, new technologies, new ways of doing things, new ideologies about, uh, again, like we're going to celebrate this versus mourn it. Right now, obviously, I'm familiar with culturally speaking that some cultures do use the moment to to celebrate the person's life and they and they make it last over a number of days versus like, say, the traditional North American thing used to be like it was a one day funeral viewing, etc. Or even the idea where you sit the person up like that. I don't know if you've ever seen that, 
where they actually get the body and they sit them up in there. So I've always joked with my dad and him and I would always talk about and had a good laugh. Essentially is that, you know, prop me up in the corner, sit me up in the corner with a beer in my hand and just, just let me nurse it. Just let me hold it type thing. You know, that then essentially as we usher the funeral director out of the room, you know, everyone else downs theirs and you end up stuffing a two, four worth of bottles in the casket somehow. Um, we used to joke about that from my to, homies and bruges and, 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 and we still and we still joke about it to this day to be honest you know but again i think it's one of those things like i think death and and is inevitable so it but it, it's also uncomfortable for a lot of people you know what i didn't ask yeah what is something that you don't approve of when it comes to death what is something that you think is either morally wrong or you just you don't like the idea. And it's not to say that nobody else can do it, but you just don't like the idea of how that's done. This is a particular one for me. Now, I haven't fully decided as an example, but in my mind, I would not be putting, I don't think I plan to put any valuables in the, whether I go with cremation or whatever I, you know, would do. And I know my thoughts now, but I'm talking, you know, in another 40 years, things will probably have changed in, in how I want to, you know. But I don't think personally um, I would be putting valuables in the casket as you're buried. So as an example, say it's a ring or a fancy watch. I don't think I would do that because, I mean, then it's just, it's just. It's a waste. It's, yeah, I mean, give it to someone that can cherish it or let them sell it and you I was know, gonna re- say the selling no, part. but like be realistic about it. Like let them sell it and if they don't want it, they sell it, they reap the benefits financially and they do something else with it and life goes on mentality, right? Yeah. But to the point is is that if bother me knowing that stuff went in the casket and then was potentially looted or or lost or robbed in transfer from say the ce- the funeral home to the cemetery, things like that. So I think like ultimately whatever goes in that casket um, symbolically, but also ethically should never be disturbed. Just my thoughts. There's nothing wrong with that. I always joked, and I think I joked about it on that particular episode, that uh, I want someone to uh, follow me, follow my, um, what do you call those cars? Hearse? The hearse. hearse. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want someone to follow my hearse with a U-Haul van, and I want a big banner to be put on the back, and I'm, I'm going to say, I'm bringing my shit with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they say you can't... You know, wherever you go, you can't bring it with you, right? So the joke is, fuck you, I'm bringing it with me. So I, it's bad, but, but at least we can laugh about I, it. I always joked and I said, you know, it'd be funny. I, I saw um, as a car guy that I am, I always saw someone with, they would strap the casket to the back of the car or hanging out the trunk or in my case, like have the, the casket there sitting on the back of the S10. I thought that would always be a pretty cool way to do a big, like what they call, if you look it up on YouTube, coffin burnout. Okay. And essentially it's like, you know, guy, you know, taking his buddy or whoever to the cemetery. So not the same way that Six Wild would do a burnout with your body, right? Not the not the way he would do a burnout in his pants. Yeah. Yeah. Real skid marks, right? Burns a real hole in there. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, so he just pulls up to the intersection casket and tote and just lays this biggest fuck off burnout right there so what happens if your body falls out of the casket well so this is this is where i sort of joke to the nether buddy as i said you know it'd be amazing like because we always say like you've been making a mess your whole life and here you are that you know you're doing the burnout and then take the turn too quick and the casket flies off and the body rolls into traffic and someone runs it over <laughs> and it's just like well there the tradition continues Fuck it. Put a rope around your leg so at least you drag yeah, with, the, yeah. with the show, right? Yeah, we're not we're not getting out of here alive. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I you know I think like it's 
I think for a lot of people, it's an uncomfortable conversation. I think it's something that people... But should it not be an uncomfortable conversation, not situation? I think the biggest thing, John, is that people like to know. We like an answer. We like definitive... I disagree with that. No, but hold on. What I mean is that when you know, as an example, what is the bill going to cost? Okay, yeah. In terms of at a restaurant. Um, I thought you meant like if you knew... When you were going to pass away. No, 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 I don't mean that. Like what I mean is that I want to know, um, you know, specifics on a brand or a warranty. I want to know where is this trip going to take me? How many days am I going to be there, et cetera, et cetera. People want to know what is on the other side of the proverbial light, right? And I think that's where religion comes in. I think things like, as far as I'm concerned, respectfully speaking, I think religions for the most part i think they give people a safe fall net if you will of oh well there's this and there's that and you'll you'll be okay and you'll get to see everyone again you know what maybe the saddest reality of it all is that we roll into the dirt and the the light just goes out and that's it you as a kid argue, you could you nailed it right on that as a kid mm-hmm. that's my perspective uh, my perception of it and it still to this day scares the shit out of me because i think about that because it's like imagine you're living your life that's it you're gone that one day. The lights are turned off. There's no looking back. There's no fuzziness. There's nobody to guide you through the fucking light. That idea of internal darkness and consciousnessness. And I know that I didn't say that right, but think about it. Imagine like that's it. I think that and part y- bothers me to a certain degree in the sense of like you work hard all your life. And especially if you've been successful and really built something to then think that for potentially what? it was all for, for what? for nothing now you could argue well it was a good time while you were here and of course i agree right no argument same i think just in general people like stability they like some sort of answer or or to know what's on the other side of the coin right yep but i think also you know for a lot of people you recognize like it's inevitable it's just a matter of time but i think as an example speaking just for myself is what bothers me is that if you're having a good time in life i think especially you think about that you're going to be then ultimately missing out on the party. You know, the party will still go on. Life will still go on. Well, yeah, you have kids and stuff like that. Kids, and you're going to be family, missing, you have, yeah. everyone has goals and they say, and, and dreams and they say most dreams like um, go to rest and never actually come to fruition. And I think again, like that there is what probably scares people is that like you have all these admirations of things that you want to do and things you want to succeed at places to see and then all of a sudden, just one day, boom, that's it. And you didn't, maybe you didn't get there. You didn't get to experience it all. I think that's probably what scares people more than the, because I mean, you can't control it. No more than I can control tomorrow's weather. Yeah. You know, and you can get into that whole, like, you know, debate about, well, I'm in control of my life. And listen, like, you, no one knows. No one knows. See, I have, a, I have a theory on life in that regard. I think, and I know how silly this is going to sound. I almost think it's like Grand Theft Auto. And before everybody's like, oh, here we go. No, hear me out. So in Grand Theft Auto, it's considered a a sandbox game. You know what that means? It means that you have that uh, area of land and you can go anywhere in that land. You can do anything you want to do, but there is a main storyline and you will eventually get to the point where you'll have to continue the main storyline, right? But you can do other things on the side. You can go steal a car just for shits and giggles. You can whatever. So going back to life, I think life is the same way. We have a set path. 
we can do little things here and there, and I think that's with what's within our control. But there's certain landmarks in our life that we're going to have to face that we have no control. So, like, for instance, death. You're going to have people in your life that are in your family, close friend circle, you know, their relatives. They are going to die. We have no control over that. There's no skipping it. There's no bypassing it, right? Well, they say, too, like, on a long enough timeline, the survival rate for everything drops to zero. Yep. Right? And it's just a matter of how long you want to drag out that timeline, and we're all going to get there. Some sooner than others, others longer, you know, but, and I think again, though, is that people, dare I say, are comfortable. They don't want, they just don't want to be the first to go. And I think there's also a lot to be said for people that I know I've talked to, and it's unfortunate, it's hard to hear. Like I've, I've talked to some people that are elderly and much love and respect and admiration. But the one thing I've always sort of found bothersome and disturbing is they say that, you know, when they talk about how they're getting lonely um, and it's not because like, you know, their family doesn't come see them, but their friends, a lot of their friends have already passed on and they don't have the friendships that they used to because these people are gone. So I think there's that, that that'd be scary. Think it, about it, it is scary. And then like, you, I think you start to really start to realize like the, your mortality and, and that, you know, that window is closing. You hear people talk about, you know, there's more years behind me than there is in front of me. And again, I think it's people, it's more so that you're scared of like stage exiting left before the party is over before the dance you know has been done but you're more or less talking about when the party should have been done already and you're still at the party well as i mean is there's different ways to look at it. it's like you you want to leave you do you want to be that last person on the dance floor or do you want to leave you know with one song to go you certainly don't want to leave on the first song i'll tell you how i want to die i want to be in the middle of a cream pie I, I know how that sounds, but think about it, right? You're, you're dying in a form of euphoria, okay? Your eyes are rolling in the back of your head. Your toes are fucking curling. You're giving yourself a high five. Maybe you're giving the, the other partner or your other person. But no, I'm just saying, like, think, or the alternative, it, you'll be in the same position because I know you, you're like a starfish sleeping, right? You don't wake up, but still it comes down to not ever waking up, not ever having consciousness again. It's just nuts to me, but... They say energy, you know, is not created. It's it's always there. It just changes its form and so on and so forth. It's definitely a deep question. Like, they'll, I mean, again, it's a whole topic in itself just about, like, when you think about, as an example, you know, one minute you're, you're potentially playing a game or you're driving and all of a sudden it just, that's how it ends and it's over. Do you even know what happened or is, again, is the light just turned out? And then versus, as an example, you're sleeping. You're not even dreaming, but you're physically just asleep. And then just, you just don't wait. Do you even know that you're gone? Like, there's so many questions and it's... What's harder though? Not knowing anything and just disappearing into the night? Or, or purgatory. When you are dead, but you're back in spiritual form. And you can't leave this realm, whether you believe in any kind of religious up and down in terms of good or bad or whatever, right? And not being able to do or talk, but be able to witness whatever's going on. Again, though, it's a hypothetical rhetorical question because, I mean... Of course it is. You're, you're assuming that that's what happens. No not one by really assumption. Knows. I'm just saying, what, like, how would you, what would you prefer in that case? I feel like it would be painful to be in that purgatory state. I feel like you'd be restless. I feel like when you hear ghost stories and accounts of 
people saying that you know the all you hear is pacing upstairs the thumping along the you know on the wood floor or someone screaming type thing i think like that there is in my mind what i envision like what a purgatory type state would be it's one of those things i think like where you know if, if you're trapped in a negative space and that's all you're allowed to to you know there's a a wall that you're not allowed to climb over can't go around etc and you're specifically fixated to living in that that space but you can't do anything to change it you can't say anything and or or you know ever like you could but nobody's gonna hear it yeah or if they hear it it's like i'm trying to think of what uh movie it was but like i'm not sure if it was ghost or another one but it was like it was like a spiritual type thing like where i'm yelling at you the other ghosts or other people around me and they just sort of look at me and just like as if what's wrong with that guy yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i mean so it's I, it's one of those things i don't know like it but again it's a, a very rhetorical question but then it's also a very deep question and again this is i think like this is why that episode was great and i feel like we missed some pieces unfortunately just because when you have a big group of people and it's hard to include everybody's perceptions mm-hmm. right so i feel like for you you didn't have as much time to express your well, again, like after, you know, after doing it and, and thinking more like this, again, the more time you have to sit and think about it and digest. And again, it, it becomes a deep question that you have to sort of really dive into, I think, in a, in a quiet space in your mind and just really allow yourself to 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 mentally be free. I, I think like there's probably a lot to be said. And I mean, it's a bit of a segue, but you hear of these people that go out and they live in the wilderness or whatever on their own and they're the only person out there and you hear them how they have these sort of dare I say like spiritual or um enlightening moments where it's like they were it was and they talk about how euphoric it was and I don't think it's just from living off the grid but I think it's more so from just having time to clear your mind and really process and think out some of these things and really just come to come to grips with like your own mortality but as well as just really explore inside you know and again though like i'm not i'm not like i've never deemed myself like a religious person or i mean uh i don't i wouldn't even necessarily say spiritual but i don't know like i i like i definitely like to think and 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 sort of hash some of this self up to see how i feel about and, and whatever whatever but um again like it's a very it's a deep question i think john and that you know, the, the more you think about it, I think like initially most people will give you an answer right off the hop, you know, and, and they know what they're, what they're, they want or whatever. But I think again, or they think they know. And that's, and that's just it. I think like when they're left alone in their, their most quiet, intimate moments of, of just serenity and, and thinking it, then that's when all of a sudden the wheels start to turn. And you, you know, when you're standing there, dare I say, like in a vulnerable state or just even just in a normal state, but just allowing your mind to be vulnerable and, and, and think out this stuff. I think that's when things start to play. And, you know, as human beings, you have to think about it too, as human beings, I'm no, uh, biologist or scientist by any means, but you look at all the, Clearly not. no, of course not. The, <laughs> the, um, all the chemicals and, and the, the various, things that make up the human anatomy and human body no wonder like we probably have some of the random thoughts and things like that that we do and then likewise no wonder we have some of the psychopath people out there that we do serial killers and all sorts of stuff because i mean you think of all the things that make up the the genetics and this and that you know we um 
we're an interesting bunch. We really are. That's a nice way of putting it. I think uh, for me, when I when I look at death as a whole, it's, it's not upsetting. It's concerning. It's probably the way I would put it. And I think about, you know, what's the outcome? What do I get out of it? Is it just in one way, out the other? You know, you're into your next life. But I, I listened to a one uh, this one book called Download or Downloaded. It's uh, with Brandon Fraser. It's on Audible. I'm not giving you guys a plug. I'm not making money. I'm just saying that's where I heard it from. And it had an interesting concept. So the, you know, the basis of it simply is this. Brandon Fraser's character, Roscoe, he, uh, he kills somebody that was like a bully to him when he was younger. He started harassing him on social media. And you'll understand where I'm getting to in a second when I get to the, the meat and the potatoes of this. Sees the guy or follows the guy to his house, approaches him, confronts him, ends up killing him in the, in the heat of the moment, gets sentenced to 35 years without parole. Okay. So he goes and they call him right away as soon as he gets into the jail. They said, listen, we got a program for you. It's like virtual reality. If you do this, it's like serving your whole uh, 35 years, but really it'll be done in five months. So he's like, okay, well, I guess if, if that's what I got to do, that's what I got to do. He said, you're going to feel like you're in jail, but it's cheaper for us. So what they do is they take their bodies and they fill them with antifreeze and cool them, put wrap them in a blanket. And then they move their minds into a quantum computer because that's the only, you have to keep the consciousness because if you don't keep the consciousness and you freeze your body, they can bring your body back to life, but they can't keep, like they can't bring back your consciousness. So when I think about it, it's a really cool way of doing it. It's almost like, I don't know if you've ever seen the series Alter, Car uh, Alter Carbon. They had like skin sleeves. So these little discs that they could put in the back of your neck and they could recreate your body genetically and then be able to insert your disc in there. As long as your disc survived, you could survive hundreds and thousands of years or whatnot, right? So I thought that was a really interesting theory. And I think for me, I would I would rather opt for that option if I could, opposed to the other option, which is nothing. I, I don't know how you sit with that. How does that make you feel? If it makes you feel a little tingly inside, if it's something that doesn't really sit with you well, I know you're more of a car guy, but that's a machine. Just saying. It's not think, the same kind of I machine. I think, like, uh, the, the idea of sitting in jail, I mean, in some cases, is a death sentence, right? So, for some, and other people seem to prosper. <laughs> I don't say that. I'm just saying, like, some people just, like, they accept that that's just jail life or prison life. And, you know, they're in there for so long. It's just, that's just all they know. I won't rule it out. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it out because I don't think I'd ever want to be in jail. Like. Well, if you had a disease and this was your option to prolong your life till the disease is cured, would you take this option knowing that you could come back in a later date, reanimated? Okay, I'll, I'll come back though with this is that coming back to what? Is everyone around you, that everyone you knew, are they still going to be there? Have things changed? Well, and, everybody you know, else will change. They'll remember, remember in Shawshank Redemption, it was uh, Brooks. Was it Brooks? I think Brooks gets out of jail and he's been in so long and he references that, you know, when he went in, he used to see a car here and there, but now they're quite literally everywhere. And he's at an age where he just can't keep up to, at the time, modern society and what it has become and the expectations of people or from people around him. And so I would argue is like, if you're coming back, okay, yes, your disease has now been cured and you can come back 50 years later or five years later. I would argue or be at least in question, what are you coming back to? 
the environment that you knew and loved has it changed to the people that were there have they changed people inevitably well change. nothing stays the same no exactly time stops for no one and the, the the people that were around you might still be there but psychologically and mentally they've changed. And physically and physically of course yes they've changed right and so again you're coming back to something different you might all of a sudden be like you know shit this is just not what I thought it would be, memories that I had, those, th- those those things are no longer now realistic for us to be able to do. For me, I can still do it maybe, but the people around me that we always were going to climb that mountain, we were always going to go on this vacation, well, now they've moved on in their life or something has come up in their life that now they're frozen in time, if you will, um, and you're going forward. You're going forward without them. So, I mean, again, it's a very deep question, but on the surface, it, yeah, it's easy to answer. But the, the deeper you allow your mind to drift and think about it and really dissect it all, it gets into a deep, uh, it's, it's very, again, you can spend a lot of time like hashing it around. It's true. When I think of you and I think of the words deep, I think of a, a sock that's like a cardboard box now. Deeply penetrated. And flat. Into. Yeah. Yeah. Flat. Flat. Yeah. Like, Motorsports Mofo, I appreciate you, sir. Thank you for being on here, buddy. If anyone needs that hole that uh, John made in the drywall patch, just uh, give me a call. We'll fix it up for you. Glory hole. <laughs> Sorry. A wise person once told me nobody likes to tip, so that's why we go deep. Go deep. Go deep. Go deep. This is Go Deep Productions. Thank you for listening to Go Deep, the podcast, a member of Go Deep Productions, where we give our opinions like we have a clue. You can find us on all forms of social media. If you would like to reach out to the show, email us at GoDeepThePodcast at gmail.com. And remember, always go deep.